Hey, everyone. This is Alex Kemp from Wolf at the Door. We made a new show, and it's something that we're really excited about. It's called The Very Worst Thing That Could Possibly Happen. This is a surreal story about two people who live in different cities and different times and discover they can write letters to each other. Very excitingly, it won Best Audio Fiction at Tribeca this year, and we just found out that it got nominated for five Ambies, um, which is the most of any podcast this year. So if you liked The Imperfection or Modes of Thought in Antaran Lit, we're hoping that you'll give the show a listen and enjoy it too. Quick note, it is for adults, and there are some scenes of intimacy, so just a you know, heads up on that. And sincerely, from all of us here at Wolf at the Door, me, Alex, Winnie, Chica, Bo, and Lou, we just want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Okay, thanks. Enjoy the show. This is I reporting. He's at the Lao Chang restaurant, Changchun, northeastern China. It's uh, spring 1997. We'll meet tonight, I'm sure of it. We need to if we're going to stay on schedule. Once it's started, I'll leave him in Ming's hands. <laughs> That's a joke. Ming doesn't have hands. Wake up! Mr. Wu, wake up! Hey, Vincent! Vincent, get over here! Dude! I'm kind of busy! It's Mr. Wu! Oh, shit! He's out cold. Mr. Wu! Mr. Wu! Time to wakey wakey! Mr. Wu, come on now, Mr. Wu! Bro, no one's home. We gotta get him back to the hotel. We do? I thought we were gonna go to Madame Song's after this. Jesus, Vinny, you could go to the whorehouse after we deal with this, alright? Just help me get him in a cab. Is there a cab outside? Oh, yeah. Mr. Wu always keeps a cab waiting. He does? Yeah, he's a fucking baller. Give me a hand. Dude, he weighs like 12 pounds. You don't need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got him. Alright, I'll see you later. Come on, Mr. Wu. Let's get you home. Yeah, bro! <laughs> Where's my girlfriend? Hey, girlfriend! The 
worst thing that could possibly happen. Part one. Need your Kong, ma? You free, yeah? For Mr. Wu? Uh, oh, Mr. Wu is a little tired. Happens. The Radisson. You know it? Of course. You like BBC? I listen to learn English. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I don't really like it. It's, it's kind of depressing. What's depressing? Sad. It makes you sad. What you got to be sad about? Good question. I know. Good evening. It's March 15, 1997, and this is the BBC World Service. Protests in Hong Kong have been intensifying as the return of the island to mainland China, scheduled for next year, looms large. Dear Sara, I'm not much of a letter writer, so please forgive me if this is clumsy. Mostly, I'm curious to see if this works at all, if this letter can actually find you as far away as you are. My name is Raúl Pablo Artiega. I live in Hong Kong, but I was born in Colombia, so I'm far away too, I guess. I'm a consultant for Chinese companies who export goods to the West. Why the fuck did you care about that? What? Nothing, I'm just talking to myself. Your book. It means a lot to me. Perhaps it's weird to say that about a book that's... Well, it's not obscene, not at all, but it's very erotico. After I read it, I felt like I knew you. I mean, so personal, who wouldn't? But also, it made me miss something. I was suddenly aware that there was a gap in my life and nothing would ever fix it. And I didn't even try. This broken feeling, it's just there. <laughs> that sounds pretty sad. <laughs> well, I guess it is. But I should tell you about that night in Manchuria when my boss got drunk and passed out and the cab driver dropped me off at a brothel called Madame Sang's. Okay, we're here. I take him home, you go inside. What? I take Mr. Wu home. Don't worry, you go here. In there. In that place? Yeah, Mr. Wu paid, all paid, go. I can't just leave him. I do this every time he come to Changchun. No worry, this means he had a fun time. Go, all paid, go. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, okay. But if anything happens... Nothing happened, go. He wait for you. Who? Too many questions. I charge extra. Okay. All right. Fine. Just give me your card. You have a card, right? Yeah. If anything happens... Stop fucking wearing so much and go! For fuck's sake, man! May I help you? I'm not sure. Uh, Mr. Wu sent me... Raoul? You're Raoul. Um, yeah. Yes. 
Come with me, please. I'm sorry, what's your name? My name is Ai. It's nice to meet you, Ai. Nice to meet you too, Raul. Oh, after you. Here. I was told you like this. Ah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Forgive me, but I'm a bit confused. I, I think Mr. Wu was supposed to come, oh, but he... He got drunk and passed out. Yes. <laughs> Every time. That man does not know how to hold his liquor. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Last time we closed a big deal, he took us all out and he was standing there, hammered, giving a speech and just started to pee. Like, he oh. didn't even know that it was happening. Oh, ew. No, no. no. But, but he finished his speech, though, uh, with a big stain on his pants, oh. standing in a puddle. Not a good look. No. But, um... What's up with the, the snake? Is this oh. your pet? Oh no, he's not a pet. He's my friend. He's your friend too. Look, he likes you. <laughs> How can you tell? He told me. You talk to snakes? Dance with me. Pardon? Dance with me. There's no music. Of course there is. Come here. Is this your room? No. I mean, yes, this is my room here. But I have many rooms. I don't live here. And what do you do, exactly? Besides dance with strangers? I work for the postal service. <laughs> you, you're a, a postman. A post person, I mean. Sort of. Weird, right? Not what I was expecting. Don't expect things. That's a bad habit. True. That's not a problem I have generally. Maybe the opposite. What do you mean? I just... I feel like life is so weird. You can't really get worked up about it. It's exhausting. And if you react, if you freak out, it only makes things worse. Huh. That's it. Exactly. Do you know the story of Shemat and Enkidu? Yeah, no. I don't think so. It's pretty obscure. I'm not surprised. Aren't you going to tell me? No. I don't need to. Besides, it's not good to get too friendly with customers. Telling me a story is getting too friendly? I'm not going to tell you a story, Raoul. I'm going to put you to sleep. Put me to sleep? Yes. So you can dream. How are you going to put me to sleep? I'm going to make love to you three times. But put this in your pocket first. So you don't lose it. What's this? It's an address, silly. See? For what? A mailbox. I told you, I'm a postman. She pushed me onto the bed and stood back a few steps as she took off her dress. I've never seen a woman more beautiful in my life. It, it took the breath out of my lungs. And 
Her breasts were small and pointed slightly up. Her hair was black and shining in the dim light. She was totally unashamed, just standing there, naked. Such power in that, you know? She took one delicate finger and scooped her long, black hair behind an ear, the little gold earrings sparkling, and she smiled at me. Will you take her clothes off too? Yes. Yes, yes, I, I definitely will. She laid down, one long leg draped over me. I picked her up like it was nothing and put her on top of me so I could see her. And then she put me inside her and the world unfolded, it changed into something new where time and space, all the things you can count and measure, they don't mean a fucking thing. What is it? You've never been in love. Are you crying? No. No. Why? For you. Oh. Oh, Do you remember that scene in your book? When you made love to that woman and the snake watched you from its glass? It was exactly like that, but I don't know how it could be. Maybe some echo of your life reverberates here in mine? She did what she said she was going to do. She made love to me three times, and each time was like an act in a play. The first time, tentative and full of introductions. The second, loud and hungry and wild. And the third time, it was like we'd been lovers for years. Like we'd never get to feel each other again, full of sadness and star-crossed love. Then I fell asleep, and when I woke up, she was gone. I? I heard you here. Hello. Inside, ma. You need taxi? Yeah, please. The Radisson? Oh, it's you. Don't you ever get a day off? No, not really. Red Hand 5307 reporting. Paris Central, Mars 15, 1959. I've been telling her, as instructed. No contact yet. Alors, there's a new piece on the board. The postman is here. Miss Cloutier? Miss Cloutier? Oh, hi, Claire. I'm done. With everything? The letters for Monsieur Masson? Yes. 
Sorry to keep you late. Oh, it's nothing. Let's see. Good. This is perfect. For your first week, this is great. Let's get Monsieur to sign them. Monsieur Masson? Monsieur? Strange. I know he's in there. Oh, he fell asleep on the couch. He must have stayed out too late last night. Claire, where are you going? To put his coat on him. We don't want him to catch cold. You must think we run a very strange office. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Sometimes you get tired. It's good to rest. It's healthy. Is that the Chinese way? <laughs> no. My parents would say, get to work. But I think if you're tired, you should take a rest. It's natural, no? Well, thank you, Claire. Have a good evening. I'm sorry again for making you stay late. Would you let me make it up to you? Maybe a drink? Oh, that's very nice, but two nights no good. Oh, that's a shame. I'm going to a party in Montparnasse tonight with a bunch of artists. Well, they think they're artists. They just drink a lot and listen to loud music. Oh, that scared me. You get used to it. It's like being bombed by little plastic tubes. Don't you have a mail clerk to bring the mail from downstairs? We used to, but this is so fast and modern. I love it. Excusez-moi. Hello? Ah, Jean. Okay, give me the address. This is a pain, Jean. It's so far. Okay, okay, if you say so. Atout. It uses air, yes? What? The little tubes with the mail? Oh, yes, pneumatic, it's called. Whoa! Oh, a little too much spin on that one. <laughs> Here you go. Merci. Um. What is it? It's just a bit strange. A letter for me from Hong Kong. And there's no stamp. Well, if for some reason your plans change, here's the address. Oh, I don't think and I'll be able to... Put it in your to... purse, just in case. You never know what will happen. Good night, Miss Cloutier. Good night. Dear Rao, this is how the correspondence comes for the office. Little plastic and rubber cylinders shot through pneumatic tubes. And the tubes go up to the ceiling and circulate all around the building. Brilliant, really. When they put it in, it made me feel connected. Like I could contact anyone, anywhere, instantly. But this time, this letter, it was from you. Here it is, addressed to me, no stamp written by hand. It is unusual to get a letter delivered by hand. So I was curious, absolutely. But it was 6.30 on a Friday and I had to go meet my fiancé Jean, so I put it in my purse and left. Taxi! Bonsoir. Bonsoir, monsieur. 31 rue Petrac, s'il vous plaît. Near the cemetery? Of course, mademoiselle. You mind if I listen to the radio? I'm trying to learn English. Good for you. I know, right? Good for me. 
Good evening. It's March 15, 1959. Newly elected French President Charles de Gaulle is under pressure to calm the political environment in Algiers as the populace pushes for independence from France with increasing street protests and erratic terrorist attacks. Here you are. Merci. Sarah! Sarah, up here! Jean! Don't yell! People live around here! Oh, arrête! Là. Hey, come up! The door is open! Jean! Jean! Where are you? In here! So? What do you think? Of what? And why are we here? The restaurant is like... What do you think of this apartment? Our new apartment. Oh, Jean. Jean, you, you did it. I certainly did. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Look at this view. Come on. Uh, it's so pretty. It's... You can see the Trocadero. And the cemetery. <laughs> well, yes, but, you know, there's a beautiful statue in there. Well, you sure you can't see it at night, I guess, but, you know, it's by Dukowski. It's called The Soul Escaping the Body. The apartment is beautiful, Jean. I can't imagine how expensive it was. Very. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was very expensive. But it's part of the plan, no? It's a nice apartment for us with room for the kids. This is our plan, Sarah. Yours? and mine. You really do have it all mapped out, don't you? Bien sûr. I always have a plan. It's my fucking expertise. Oh, why, uh, don't, don't walk on the carpet, please. Pardon, don't, don't walk on the carpets. Tu te fiches de moi. No, uh, please. Okay, they're very special. So just walk around the edges of the room, okay? That's a pain, Jean. Please, for me. It's a funny shape, no? What? The apartment. It's like a slice of cake. Une tranche de gâteau. Yeah, but I like it, though. It's like more windows, you know? A room with three corners. What? Uh, nothing. Oh, wow. The bathroom is great. It's huge, right? Jean. Uh, I think we can hear the neighbors. Jean! Dear Raoul, thank you for your letter. I'm only reading it now, on Sunday morning, though this weekend that just passed well. It changed everything. It started with Friday evening, when I met my fiancé Jean at the apartment he just bought for us. Mind you, he didn't ask me first. Typical for him. And then I was in the bathroom when I saw them on the floor by the bathtub. I knew what they were immediately. A pair of women's underpants and not mine. Definitely not mine. I picked them up carefully, like a policeman collecting evidence. Jean was always an asshole, but courteous to a fault. Now, if we could just figure out when the wedding is, we can get this show on the road. Sarah, 
Zara, my love? You forgot to clean up after your girlfriend, John. What are those? Oh. Oh, okay, Sarah. Listen, this is like... Asshole. <laughs> no, 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 Sarah. Where are you going? Be sensible. Sarah, this is not what it looks that like. That is not part of my plan, John. Well, too young lady. Just drive, please. Yes, okay, no problem. Where would you like to go? We should get you somewhere happy, yes? Where's that? I don't know. You like music? A concert or a party, maybe? Um, oh, uh, here. Hold on. Um, take me here, please. Montparnasse is a party. Good. A party is a good idea. Good evening. This is the BBC World Service. It's 10 o'clock, March 15th, 1959. Discussions between President de Gaulle and the provisional government of the Algerian Republic have been called off. The problem of the ceasefire in Algeria is not simply a military problem, said the GPRA's Farad Abbas. It is essentially political. And negotiation must cover the whole Okay, here we go. Radisson. Thanks. What do I owe you? Mr. Who paid? All paid. Cool. Thanks. Hey, hey! Don't forget you're a snake. What? You're a snake! Don't leave that thing in here, man. A snake scared the shit out of me. That's not mine. Yes, it is. You were carrying it when you got in. I was? Yes, take it! I don't want it! Take the fucking snake, man! I'm not dealing with that thing. Twelve hours to get back to Hong Kong by train. The desolate construction sites and endless fields, repeating and echoing each other like threads in a giant tapestry. I had this feeling, Sara. I think you know it. It's the feeling you have the day after you've had sex with someone for the first time. There's a warmth and, what, pride, maybe. A slow ache and joy. I drank a can of beer and ate a sandwich, looking at the very unremarkable snake sitting next to me, and felt good, happy, even, as the afternoon turned into night. Dinner ended early, and it was nearby, so... Ended early? Don't ask. Wine. We need wine. Charlie! Charlie, stop floating. That girl doesn't like you. Come meet my friend Sarah. Excuse me, love. I'll be right back. 
Don't you go anywhere. Ugh, Claire, you're such a bitch. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Nice to meet you. Oh, God, you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to meet you, Charlie. Sarah had a fight with her fiancé, so we're going to take a bottle of your wine and go up to the roof. Oh, a fight with a lover. This is good. This is how we know we're alive. Come with me, both of you. I have a bottle in my room. I had to hide the good stuff from these vagrants. Oh, excusez-moi. Pardon. Excusez. Mm. Hey, you two. Uh, this is my room, not yours. Désolé. Vraiment désolé. Oh, such shit timing, Charlie. Come, join us. Mm, perhaps. Ça, c'est super bonne idée, ça. I have some glasses somewhere. We'll take that. Merci. Merci, Charlie. De rien. Now I'll make room, lovebirds. I'm coming in. Come, Sarah, follow me. Tell me. About what? About the fight. No. No, I... I can tell you were crying. <sighs> yes. I don't like the idea of you being sad. I don't think I am. <sighs> I'm not sure. What did he do? Ugh, I don't... That bad? <laughs> hey, it's okay, come here. Why do I even fucking care? He isn't kind. Not really. He has a system that he follows. And it looks like kindness. But it's not real. He's a psychopath, I think. <laughs> they are everywhere. It can be very hard oh, to spot them. So true. If your mascara is running. Ah, oh, that must look like a mess. The opposite. You always look put together. <laughs> I mean at the office. Your cute business suits and perfect makeup. <laughs> but now, with your hair a little messy and your makeup streaming from tears, now you are the most beautiful woman in the world. And I can't stop thinking about kissing you. You, you want to kiss me? Yes. May I? I... Um... Come home with me. I can't. I, I can't. Um... Can I? You are coming with me. I'm coming with you. Do you want wine? I don't care. Mm. I'll get some wine. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. What are you doing, Sarah? What's that? Nothing. Um, I, I'm asking myself what I'm doing. Hopefully you have no idea. I don't. Are you sleepy? No. <laughs> Come to bed. you again? 
so soft. Here. Please. Please touch me. Like this. Slow. Someone this old guy gave me this address. What's the number? What? She gave you a box number, right? No, no it, it was an old guy up in Manchuria. He... <laughs> if you're here, it's because she gave you the address and a mailbox number. Why do you guys always lie about this? Okay, yeah. Uh, she gave me this address. What box number? Um, 2545. Hang on. Here's your key. Key to what? your mailbox. <laughs> okay, what do I need the mailbox for? Probably so you can get your mail. I already get my mail Go open up the box. Go on. Should be a name and address in there. To the left. A little further. What does it say? Sarah <laughs> Cloutier. 32 Rupert Truck, Paris. If I had a guess, that's someone you'd like to write a letter to? Well, yeah. She's a writer. She wrote my favorite book. It's weird. I was just thinking about her today. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. But if you bring me a letter, I'll send it for you. And if she writes back, it'll be in there. But... But what? She's dead. She's a French writer from the 60s. She died 30 years ago. According to you. Well, no. I mean, according to everyone. The world, the internet. Well, if it's on the internet. I mean, you can't fuck with that. I don't understand. It's simple. You can write her a letter. We'll deliver it. And she can write you back. 
But I'm guessing I didn't discuss the stamp situation. I need stamps to write a dead person? Yep, there's a cost. How much? A pound. Like a British pound? No. What? A pound. A pound of flesh. A pound of you. That's what it costs. Just, you know, FYI. It seems like a lot. The hours are posted on the door. Don't come after hours, okay? Yeah. Okay, so... I can just write her now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thanks, I think. Sarah, you have to forgive me for being so naive or gullible or whatever the hell it is that I would still, after that utterly insane encounter, sit down and write you a letter. <laughs> a letter that is supposed to cost me a pound of flesh to send. Why the fuck would she care about that? What? Nothing. I'm just talking to myself. Sada, please write back. If your letter can find me here, then I think we have a lot to talk about. Saludos. Raul. Here. I'm done. Okay. Go stand on that scale. The big metal thing? On the floor? Here? Yep. Stand still. What's that? Lift off your shirt! Just pull this tube over your stomach! We are over! Ow! Yeah, this is gonna hurt! What? Nothing! The very worst thing that could possibly happen was written and directed by Alex Kemp, starring Antonia Desplat as Sarah, Isaac Gonzalez Rossi as Raul, and Yvette Liu as I and Claire. This episode also features performances by Mo Judy Lamour, Pej Vedat, Julian Marlon Samani, and Tiffany Chu, with Kai Chen, Chelsea Rose Cook, Kevin Steedham, Julian Shakuna, and Chica Barbosa. The show is produced by Chica Barbosa. Engineer and sound designer is Bo Milkus. Music by Alex Kemp. Our intimacy coordinator was Denise Kamalo, the sensitivity reader, Sarah Clark. Production coordinators are Kendra McDonald and Louise Metz. Consulting producers, Camilo Garzon and Federico Torado. The executive producers are Winnie Kemp and Alex Kemp. The show is recorded and mixed at Wolf of the Door Studios in Venice, California. To find out more about the show and our other shows, look for us on Instagram or Twitter at WATD Studios. You can also sign up for our mailing list and find out some more information at our website, WLFDR.com. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening.
The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.